She had been a rare find, a math prodigy, and a computer wunderkind wrapped in a single recruitable unit. Though she had only achieved legal drinking age last year, it was Jeannie's charge to design and marshal the government's eyes and ears in the electronic battle zone, translating what she saw into the language and tactics of war. She checked her watch. There were no friends in New York to call. She had no idea where her parents or any of her siblings were, the thought of her family triggered a spate of memories, and before long she was mentally fast-forwarding through the details of the events that had both launched her career and robbed her of her childhood. By 1990, Jeannie Reese had turned 11, and the telephone system had grown so complex that control of it had been turned over completely to computers. The network nearly ran itself, with the help of software programs designed to execute billions of routing instructions every second, Thousands of interlinked networks had been painstakingly designed to keep calls going through at all costs. The virus that brought down the entire phone system of New York City was released into Ninex on that Monday morning in 1991. The resulting cascade of unrecoverable system crashes didn't end until the Basking Ridge technicians literally pulled the plug late in the day, counted to ten, and then plugged the whole thing back in again. This destroyed the virus, along with every other byte of running software in the telephone system. Though still two years a pre-teen, little Jeannie Reese had earned a top spot on the FBI's short list of potential perpetrators of the 9X hack. Between cello lessons and karate class, she'd been finding time to write some of the nastiest computer viruses on record. Her parents had seemed suitably affronted when the feds had come calling, but Jeannie was certain that her mother was the one who'd dropped the dime on her. It turned out they'd been watching her for a while. Her psychological dossier had Prime Suspect written all over it. A loner, IQ off the scale, child prodigy, prominent family, broken home. They needed to reconstruct the virus, so measures could be taken to prevent a repeat performance. Jeannie spent an hour with the AT&T tech manual and had written her version of the malignant code before her Saturday afternoon soccer game. She had crossed paths with her first computer criminal, and, to her government's delight, she had risen to the challenge and was eager for more. After the folks and the family lawyer had signed her over, the agents gave her the scoop. The man who was probably behind this was the uber-hacker, long thought only an urban myth. On the newsgroups, he was called PHR33K. PH instead of an F, and two threes for the EA sound. Hacker jargon for freak. There was an unfamiliar stirring down in Jeannie's stomach. This was the first piece of someone else's work she'd yet come across that actually earned her respect. From that day forward, she'd been a government asset. On the day she got her driver's license, her last zit and her doctorate from MIT, she punched in full-time as a federal asset. Today's presentation was the culmination of six years of work, her grand unified strategy for security in the age of electronic warfare. The broad concepts of total information awareness had been floating around since she'd proposed them in her first months with the agency. TIA would link all U.S. intelligence data into a single cyber supermind.
This morning's terrorist attack only confirmed that the time had come to make security our nation's prime directive, to do some unpopular things in order to avoid some truly unthinkable consequences in the future. And today, the unthinkable had finally happened. Okay, enough. She shot a signal to Rudy Steinman, her boy Friday, to go into the hall and muster the meeting back to order. She had a genuinely heavyweight audience today. Every intel, counter-intel, and DOD department was represented here, along with emissaries from House and Senate subcommittees and senior White House staffers. When they had retaken their seats, she picked up her presentation. If you're feeling an impulse to run from this room, to go and do something about the attack we suffered this morning, let me assure you that by giving me these few minutes, you will be taking direct and immediate action right here and now. Jeannie clicked her remote to display the next slide on the screen. In January of 1991, a hacker brought down the telephone system in New York City. Service outages started to appear, and automated countermeasures were failing to keep up.